We all know that I love making and recording my own podcast. Loudmouth is my heart and soul. But what's even more fun is that it's easy to do. And guess what? (laughs) You can do one too. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Because it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and anywhere else you can listen to podcasts. You can make money from it with no minimum listenership. It's literally everything you need to make a podcast right there in one place for free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. And welcome back to Loudmouth Podcast. I'm your host here, Madison Hadler. Welcome back to Loudmouth. As you guys may or may not know, I've been doing a series on Title IX on college campuses, how it affects everyone, Greek life, LGBTQ+, and everything in between, just kind of talking about um, how schools handle it, how they maybe don't handle it, and all that good stuff. So, before we get started on today's episode, I would just like to let you know that tomorrow I have my live show. So, if you are in Springfield, Missouri, on Drury's campus, or Missouri State's campus, or Evangel's campus, or wherever, you can come by Lay Hall Auditorium on Drury University at 7 p.m. to listen to me talk about healthy dating, red flags, all that kind of good stuff, kind of going in with my Title IX theme here and ending it all with that beautiful, beautiful show that I've been working on for a very long time. I will be selling stickers for $2 and money goes to Harmony House here in Springfield. And surprise, surprise, the first, I think, 25 people who get stickers will get a cookie with it as well. A special baked cookie from my beautiful friend Riley Pohl who runs Springfield Cookie Company. So go like her on Facebook. I will tag her in the show notes here. But yeah, so I am so excited. Um, if you didn't know, this project was a part of my senior seminar for my strategic communications major. So all these episodes kind of went along with a grade and this live show is going to be like the ending part of it and then I will be giving a presentation to some instructors, professors in the next cool, in the next, I just read a text, I just read a text message, text message that said cool so that's why I just said cool but I will be doing like a presentation to professors in the next couple of weeks kind of talking about how it went before I started this I set goals for myself so just seeing how I measured up to that and all that so for this last episode it's gonna be kind of a short one but I'm really excited for it um basically I had a form and it talked It was for people to kind of get their opinions out about Title IX. And it was an anonymous form, Google form, and it was either tell your story about your experience with Title IX, 
say something that you know about Title IX on your campus. A lot of these forgeries campus, but there's also some others. And also just tell me your opinion about it. So honestly, I'm just going to be the voice for these people and just kind of give you all the lowdown on what they said. So it's going to be a pretty chill episode. Not much of my own thoughts, just everyone else's and letting you guys kind of hear the some of the fucked up things that go on. So a lot of these are Drey's campus, but some of them are not as well. So again, thank you all to who thank you to all of you who submitted a story. Um, I'm really grateful for your courage. Again, all of these are anonymous. So yeah, let's get going. So my first one. I haven't experienced anything myself, but I did some research on Drury's Title IX process a year ago. I ended up talking to a girl on campus who has experienced problems with her boyfriend and he was too pushy towards her in the bedroom. It got to a point where she looked back on a situation and realized she was violated. Didn't know if that was rape, but it was non- bad nonetheless. When she brought this issue up with, an, with authority figures on campus that she thought she trusted, they said, I'm sorry, just stay away, or something along the lines of that. No help offered, no suggestions to go talk, to talk to anyone, no nothing, no anything. <laughs> this happened in an athlete scenario. I feel so bad for the athletics at Drury for this very reason. I'm happy to not have experienced sexual assault in college because I wouldn't trust our staff other than two friendly faces, nor would I report it. As someone who's been molested and assaulted in the past, I've seen the aftermath. It hurts. People don't trust you or believe you unless they're practically family or they've been in similar positions. You are told to believe it somehow partially your fault. So, it's very fucked up. Um... It is true that a lot of, in a lot of cases, athletics and different programs that bring in money for the university, whenever something happens there, it is never fully addressed in the way it should be. Or if it is, it's addressed in, well, that person's so nice or he's a star athlete. So, you know, we're just going to give him a mild sentencing, which really, really sucks. I know it stinks to feel like you have no one to talk to at your school, but I hope you know that I'm a friendly face that you can talk to, and I hope you listen to my first episode all about Title IX, and if you do decide to report at some point, that you know everything going into that situation, that you know all the sides that you can know, so if they do something that's fucked up, you can report it to a higher up, or you just know that that's fucked up, and you call them out on it. So I'm very sorry for that girl who didn't get the help that she deserved, but I'm glad she had someone to tell her story to who believed her. And like I've said in a lot of my other episodes, always whenever someone comes to you about sexual assault or just anything in general, always tell them that you believe them because that can be the most validating thing that they hear ever. And that can truly just help them so much with everything in their life. So... The next story, and this one's a little bit different than what we've been talking about, but it does go on fall under Title IX. It's not a relationship one. It's actually one about rumors. So, a girl who hates me for no reason has been spreading horrible rumors about me on campus. Like, everyone now looks at me weird because of the stories she spreads around. 
even though I have physical evidence that she's the one who spreads these stories and have evidence too that none of the things she says about me are true. Jury will not do anything about it, even though it's clear harassment according to Title IX. Proud of you for knowing that. I guess it all comes down to she's a white female American student and I'm a black international student. So it's obvious whose side the school will pick. And I mean, not to call anyone out, but to call people out. It does suck that at Drury or at any school, you know, they look for people who are of a different background to, you know, promote on their videos or their marketing materials or whatever. But then in this situation, they don't seem to really care as farther, farther belong that if it's going to look bad to them, they don't really want to deal with it. And I think a lot of the people that I've talked to especially have said that, yeah, it's very obvious that as soon as something's going to look bad on them, they shut down and they don't try to figure it out. I'm sorry that this girl is spreading horrible rumors about you that's fucked up and you can always come to me and I will um, not beat her up because I'm not strong enough to do that, but I will definitely give her a loud talking to. Um, But I'm proud of you for knowing that it is harassment under Title IX. And if the people that you're going to aren't doing anything about it, I would try to go to someone higher than that and see if you can get in contact with someone who will actually do something about it for you because that is not making your campus experience safer. It's making it worse for you. And eventually they're going to lose a student out of you if it keeps happening. And you should feel comfortable on your campus. Next one, this one's kind of short, but while living in Wallace, someone wrote a threat to gangbang me and my roommate. I reported it, but no one did anything about it. So I actually got a picture of this one, um, and I remember hearing about this, but there was a whiteboard on the outside of this girl's door, and it said, ain't no fun if the homies can't get none. And then there's an arrow pointing up, and it says gang rape. So someone, when they had been, when the roommates had been out, and no one was in their hallway, basically someone had written on there um, these words. And whenever the girls came home, and they saw this on their board, obviously scared them half to death. And so they asked in their group message and asked, did anyone write this? Because obviously that can be kind of scary to come home and see that and not know who it came from. And nobody fessed up to it. Everyone was like, no, no, I don't know who did that. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. And basically, I remember it kind of came out that um, it was someone's boyfriend, someone, something that had been there and written on there. And they weren't... I think maybe I might be wrong, so totally don't, you know, believe every word I say, maybe, to the fullest extent, but I believe that that person wasn't even allowed in the building anymore after this, and somehow later on down the road, they still ended up coming, but... When they reported it, obviously they reported it to their RAs and their RAs went to the higher-ups and the higher-ups did nothing about it. And that can be scary, especially like that's kind of an invasion of privacy. I know even when my car got smashed, you know, that's not writing gang rape on my freaking whiteboard, but it was still an invasion of privacy and Drury really did nothing about it. And it was terrifying because I was like, I don't even like 
feel safe enough walking from my car to my house just in case or walking into my car. And so I can understand, especially when you're living in these quarters, when something like that happens on your wall, it's hard not to be scared, especially when no one does anything about it. So another shorter one. One time my male professor asked me how many dick pics I get on a daily basis. A Title IX was filed and nothing happened. Um, So I've heard a lot about this professor that we're talking about, calling himself daddy to students, talking, making jokes about how he's had a Title IX written for him before, um, which is very much not okay and so uncomfortable. And it sucks that you reported a Title IX and nothing happened. My advice would be to go to, you know, the dean of the school or the director of whoever, um, whoever may be head of the department or whatever. But that stinks because you're going to be in class with him. And I've heard that a lot of times these quote-unquote anonymous things aren't necessarily anonymous. And so that kind of stinks that you have to go to class every day and hear about this and hear your professor call himself daddy and make inappropriate jokes and then laugh about how he's gotten a Title IX before and is just like okay with that. Um, Title IX should be taken totally seriously. And especially if you're a teacher and you get a Title IX against you, I don't get why you wouldn't want to take that seriously. And maybe even more like not even want people to know that you've gotten a Title IX against you. Like, (laughs) I mean, even when I get a bad grade, I don't want people to know. So fuck that. Next story I have is I had the most negative experience with Dre's Title IX. My sophomore year, I had a terrible experience at a fraternity house that I thought I could feel safe at. I was taken advantage of and completely violated. When I finally got the courage to speak up because I knew what had happened was wrong, I went to the school. I was told a formal investigation would be a hassle and nothing would probably come out of it. I voiced what I wanted to come out of the situation, simply that I wanted the man who assaulted me removed from the chapter because I felt so violated and uncomfortable being anywhere around the house. They told me that was unreasonable, too harsh, and they didn't want to, quote-unquote, ruin his life. Following this, I experienced so much retaliation from this person's brother, who was also in the chapter. He yelled at me in front of large groups of people, made me feel belittled, and like nothing nothing what happened, (laughs) like what happened was my fault. Nothing was ever done about either of these situations. Victims of sexual assault are never the issue. Men who do this to women should always see the consequences and vice versa. I'm sharing my story not for myself, but for other women who who will go through what I did. So, shouts out to you. Sharing your story can be very, very hard, especially when you're already receiving retaliation for it. So, I'm proud of you for sharing your story and getting it out there and wanting to do it to make other people in your same situation feel safe. Um, That sucks that you gave a specific thing that you wanted to happen and the school couldn't even provide that for you. And I know that happens a lot. Um, I mean, Brock Turner, especially, you know, Chanel came in with, I want this guy removed from the school. Like he should be suspended. He should be kicked out. And they said, no, it's fine don't worry about it. You know, he's a good student. He's a good athlete. So we're not going to do anything about it. Um, so that sucks because, you know, they could be the greatest guy to everyone else, but when someone assaults you, someone assaults you. And that's not some, not something that's great. That's something that's bad and that's shitty. 
and that shouldn't happen. And especially if the school isn't even going to protect you in getting that person removed from the chapter, but they even go so far to not even protect you when um, another person in that chapter is giving you shit about reporting, which is something that you have every right to do. That is even more fucked up. And again, with the harassment, like that's also a part of Title IX. So that should not be something that's accepted and should not be something that you should feel uncomfortable being on your campus about. So I'm really sorry that that happened to you, but I'm so, so proud of you for using that and using what happened to you and making it your point to making sure that other people feel safe in your same exact situation. Um, it shouldn't be your duty to do that. It shouldn't fall on you to make things right, but I'm proud of you that you felt so empowered with it to do that. You are amazing, and I'm very, very proud of you, and if you ever need to talk to me, you know where to find me. The next one I have is just in all caps, colleges don't give a shit about anything to do with Title IX, which, I mean... Yeah, (laughs) I think the biggest thing with that is that schools don't want to get in trouble for things. They don't want to have bad rep on them. They don't want to lose students. But in these a lot of these cases, when they don't get rid of one student, they're totally getting rid of that other student. And why would you want that shitty student at your school in any way? So Yes, a lot of the time it does feel like schools don't give a shit about Title IX, but I hope that through this series you've kind of learned some of the resources that you have to go to outside of your schools, and you've learned kind of about Title IX, knowing what your rights are and knowing what the schools should be doing about it all. Another one, I was in a situation where I was dragged into a Title IX because I witnessed two individuals supposedly not having a great time. I say supposedly because I was completely drunk, so I really don't remember. I totally believe that in the end, a Title IX was justified between the two individuals. However, since I was told to tell the truth, I got person I personally got a fine since I saw one of the underage individuals drinking. Not sure if this is what you were looking for, but just had to get it off my chest. No. And then it says former jury student. No, this is exactly what I'm looking for because that's messed up that they called you into a Title IX investigation and you told your truth and then here you are getting a fine for it when if you would have not gone to the meeting, you would have gotten a fine for it. No matter what you've said, you probably would have gotten a fine for it. And that sucks that they're trying to make profit off this one event that um, didn't even happen to you and that you were just telling the truth that they called you in for. I know I've gotten in trouble a lot, not with Title IX, but with drinking on campus, policy violations, you know, the good stuff. And they do in these meetings, they kind of coerce you into telling things that you don't really want to tell them. So they say, you know, if you tell me that you were drinking, I won't get you in trouble or I'll lessen your fine. Or if you tell me these names, if you tell me who was with you, I'll lessen the fine. And of course, one, you don't want to rat out your friends who are drinking with you. This is in Title IX, obviously, if you know someone did something wrong, rat them out. But when you're drinking, you don't want to rat out your friends. And two, 
You believe them when they say that they're going to lessen the fine for me, for you. And then you tell them the truth. And then here they are finding you about it, making you do community service hours and whatnot. So not a Title IX case, but from my experience with policy violations, I completely get what you're saying. Um, but that does suck that they literally dragged you into it and then gave you a punishment for telling your truth. <laughs> Another one. Title IX has the potential to be a great thing at institutions of higher education. However, it all too often gets ignored or pushed to the side. I know more about Title IX from my mom than I do from any of the trainings given on campus. That is pathetic and says a lot about college as an institution and how it cares for its students. So again, I mean, like I was kind of talking about in a lot of my episodes, a lot of the problems that I do have with Title IX is that the way is the way that they're taught to students and the speakers that they have given and whatnot. I was talking to a couple of friends last night about Title IX, and we were talking about how jury doesn't jury specifically, but probably a lot of other institutions too, don't uphold the, a lot of the things that the speakers that they pay to have come in and talk to us about Title IX, they don't uphold a lot of the things they say. So, you know, if you go in with the Title IX and they ask you if you're intoxicated and you say yes, well, then they're like, well, that's your fault for being drunk. But yet when we have these speakers come in and talk to talk to us about these things and they say I when you're drunk you have no consent to give so yes that is a violation and it sucks that they're paying these people to come in and talk telling us one thing and then jury is totally not jury just jury but I'm sure a lot of institutions are totally going 180 on it um so that sucks and it sucks that your mom has told you more about it than your institution and I'm sure you probably going have gone to a million title nine things and I think again with the ignoring title nine cases or not investigating them to their fullest extent I think that's just another thing of the university not wanting to get in trouble for things or not wanting to have a bad rep which is not what they should be focused on and honestly gives them an even worse rep if they don't even you know, if they don't even investigate these things and they don't even care about their students in a full way. Truthfully, I think most institutions do a bad job of explaining what Title IX is. I have a very strong Title IX coordinator on my campus who is mostly underutilized. I also have many friends who don't report things they maybe should because they know nothing will come of it. Specifically with professors who haven't been reported before and continued, or who have been reported before and continue to be employed. I am also nervous with the potential changes to Title IX. With the potential changes to Title IX, Betsy DeVos has been talking about because this could severely damage an individual's trust in their Title IX office, which is already not a strong trust. That does suck because, you know, they have these coordinators. They pay these people to do this job. But when students don't even feel safe enough to go to them, it's like, why do we even have them? And I know that a lot of the changes going on in the government are especially scary, but I know that a lot of institutions are kind of going against it and being like, this isn't okay. So I know that's still a worry, obviously, but may make you feel better that a lot of the people that I've talked to in higher up positions don't support it at all because they know the cost that it could be. But again, like it does suck because 
especially with the teacher kind of we talked about earlier when people are reported and then they just continue to make jokes about it and the university doesn't take it seriously and that puts people in these positions where they don't want to report and so then the university doesn't know about it and they feel even more safe but it's like they would feel even less safe if they went to the office and they didn't feel like anything was going to come of it and so that sucks and it should be known that you can go to your title nine officer at any time and it really really thinks that we don't get that education out as much as we should and it stinks that a lot of our institutions kind of go back on their word that they have um, people come in and talk about it my last one is a very long one and I'm actually really excited about it because it comes from someone who isn't in a leadership position at a university so let's dive into it as someone in an entry-level leadership position at a university and would be considered, quote-unquote, the administration by some, it can be so fr frustrating how universities are mandated to treat Title IX cases. The core of this isn't how most state has re responded, but how all colleges and universities are mandated by federal law to follow certain procedures and processors. The real core stems from the most recent Dear Colleague updated by DeVos, DeVos? Yeah. DeVos? It's DeVos. And the current government structure, so like the other person was talking about. It often, often makes us feel very powerless that we aren't able to do more for survivors because, one, student share experiences, student shares experience, and some report is written, whether by them or by a mandated reporter. Two, student is reached out by the Title IX coordinator or a confidential advocate, Title IX deputy director, etc., depending on your campus and the organizational structure in place. Three, student has a choice to move forward with opening a case and filing a formal complaint to begin an investigation. 3A, most survivors will choose not to come forward and not open a formal case. This is always will always be their choice as it should be up to them, and it often is often chosen for a number of reasons, whether they don't want to move forward or they don't want to move past and they don't want to relive it more than they have to or they don't think the public will believe them or they don't want to experience people turning against them, calling them names or harassing them for further, perpetuating rape culture and victim blaming. So like that other girl was talking about earlier. And honestly, I don't blame survivors that don't want to file char charges further. Our society is the worst and doesn't treat survivors as they should be treated. And this won't change on college campuses either until society as a whole shifts. So kind of going back to my victim blaming episode last week. 3B, the student moves forward and opens a case to begin an investigation. This is difficult and much more un uncommon as it is hard to pr have proof of assaults. It's not like a death where you can look for a bullet or a piece of e piece together evidence. Most of the time, all you have is what you can share with people in verbal or written statements. Unfortunately, as we've seen with most recent Title IX cases, the survivor often doesn't receive what we would consider to be proper justice. And personally, I don't think they ever can. There's no way to make up what is lost after a sexual assault. Regardless of outcome, there are absolutely no winners in these cases. Four, if the student doesn't move forward, there is no investigation. No investigation equals no evidence. No evidence equals no one is proven to do or to have done anything wrong. If we can't prove wrongdoing, the university has no basis to hold that person accountable because we have no evidence. 
We can't prove anything unless we've opened a case. And if the survivor doesn't want to move forward to open a case, we can't hold anyone accountable for wrongdoing, which is so fucking frustrated because I want to hold someone accountable for the impact they've left on someone else. That being said, we always want to empower the survivor with letting them make the decision on how to proceed and how to put that power back into their hands. But, and these are my own words, I totally understand if a survivor doesn't want to report because I get it with a lot of evidence going on today. A lot of them aren't taken seriously. But if you are a survivor, and especially on a college campus, I empower you to report it. I know it'll be hard, but you can always come to me for help. And you can always go to your friends or different groups like Jury Allies and talk about it. But again, I totally get why you don't want to report because you shouldn't have to relive through that trauma. And then back to this person. Again, universities have to operate in this way as mandated by law. I find students mad on every campus and not believing that the school administration is doing anything at all for survivors. But this all stands at the government level, which can be affected by our own states and even local gifts. Vote local, vote local, vote local. Local. <laughs> Say that three times fast. I think this all starts on the ground level in local government and on school boards, which is why all elections are important, not just the presidential ones. People need to be voting every single year when they have the opportunity to do so. Change won't happen otherwise. Like I said before, no one wins here. There's no positive outcome to a sexual assault a case or any way that the person can make up for what is what was done. You can take restorative actions to make things better, but there is no way to repair what changed in that person when this experience occurred and for what can be helped for the survivor. That isn't going to come from the perpetrator doing or saying something to them. Which, yes, a lot of these times, you know, they aren't given the full justice, but I do get the power that comes from reporting this and telling people your story and just not wanting to happen to other people. So I totally appreciate whoever sent this in. Um, thank you for sharing because it is interesting to hear someone from quote unquote the administration talk about it because I bet that is frustrating whenever you know you know that things should be happening but you can't because you're restricted by whatnot. But again, I want to say to survivors that I get why you don't report and I understand it and don't ever feel bad for not being able to report because it makes sense and I want to empower you to just be who you are tell the people that you know are going to support you and if you need anything always come to me but there's also so many places in Springfield that can offer you support as well um but I just want to say to all survivors out here thank you so much for being here thank you so much for sharing your story if you have or just thank you for surviving because that takes a lot of courage and I want you to know that the power belongs to you and it sucks and it's hard and of course I'm coming from a place of not full knowledge on the situation but I want you to know that I support you and I'm here for you and I'm always here to lift you up whenever you need to be lifted up. So with the end of that, that is the end of my Title IX, except for tomorrow, which is my live show. But I just want to say thank you for everyone who participated in this, filled out my forms, talked to me on my polls on Instagram. I just want to say thank you so much for listening to all this too. Um, 
I know it can be hard to listen to, hard to talk about, survivor or not survivor, or just angry person who's mad at the way things run. Um, But honestly, this has educated me so much. You know, learning about Title IX, reading all about it has made me feel so much empowered and I want to be there for people who are going through this and I want to be I not that I didn't before but especially now I want you guys to feel like I'm gonna be here for you so if you don't think you have anyone to turn to to talk to about it please feel free to come to me you can find me on at loudmouth pod on instagram email me at loudmouth or loudmouthpod1 at gmail.com or follow me personally mad underscore hadler on pretty much everything twitter instagram um thank you guys so much for listening to these episodes i know sometimes it's a lot of information but i am so grateful to have done this and work on my podcast as my senior sim and also work on something that is really empowering and that i've always taken an issue with and just being able to talk to you about it with talk about it with you guys and kind of getting some things off my chest is so very great um, I know that I talked a lot of shit on a lot of colleges, but I want to say that it's nothing personal, but it is something that needs to be addressed. And I don't say it in a place of anger. I mean, I am angry, but I don't say it at a place of, oh, let's, you know, get back at him as a place of revenge. I say it out of, I want to make a difference and I want to still in you guys to also make a difference. So I hope that some of these words that I've said to you guys have made you feel empowered and have made you want to make a change and, you know, talk about it with people. If you feel comfortable, go to your Dean, go to your title nine coordinator, bring it up. When you hear something that maybe has gone on, bring it up to them and be like, yo, this isn't okay. Um, maybe not say yo maybe be a little more eloquent than that but I just want to say thank you all who who submitted your stories it takes a lot of courage and I hope that you all feel comfortable enough if you need anything to talk to me about it but I am so grateful for you all and I'm gonna stop gushing and bushing I'm very in my feels right now Um, but I'm excited to see you all tomorrow night at my live show if you can and Thank you, everyone, who's listened. And make sure you follow me on Instagram. Keep me up to date on your lives because I will be coming with new episodes every once in a while. Not as frequently as I did these because, you know, the semester is hard. But send me episodes, ideas, episode ideas. I'm going to kind of get back into fun things because this has been a lot of hard emotional work. And I just want to kind of get back into that fun swing of things for a little bit. So I'm hoping to do kind of a spooky story one soon with my friend Sophia like I did last year. But yeah, thank you all. If you have any ideas, please feel free to DM me on Instagram at loudmouthpod. Follow me there. Email me. Do whatever you can. Connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, Thank you guys for listening and I'll see you tomorrow. I love you all. Stay loud. Thank you.